This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. Amen. Well, we're having a good time tonight on a Sunday night. Uh, We have a very special guest speaker tonight from amongst our own ranks. It's none other than Mr. Lawrence, or Lawrence is his real name, but I call him Lawrence. Lawrence Mata, and uh, he's, uh, come on up, Lawrence, let's, let's have Lawrence come up. He's going to give the word to us tonight. Amen. Lawrence has been a leader here in the church for many, many years, and, uh, and he's, uh, him and his wife Leah here in charge of the family ministry. Lawrence is going to deliver the word to us tonight, so be ready, because God's going to change our lives. Amen. Mr. Mata. Sorry, Awkward guys. high five. Awkward high five. Inside joke. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All right. So as Pastor Dave already informed you, I'm Lawrence. And uh, I got to give the disclaimer. Maybe you guys have heard it before, but I'm giving this to the people who are going to be hearing it on uh, the HDWC website. I'm the one that says, you know, a lot. You're going to hear dude a lot. You're going to hear bro a lot. You're going to hear a lot of, uh, I don't know, normal street slang, but, you know, so the people who are listening to this online will be like, oh, did he just say bro? I'm not going to that church if he said bro. But yeah, I'm going to be saying bro a lot. And I got a special treat for you guys. No one even cares. I'm going to wear my clear glasses. Yay! Yay! We love sight. Okay, so the title of the message tonight is... What do you want? So it's not a lesson about me yelling at my kids for bugging me, okay? You know, what do you want? Okay. Sorry, I got four kids, so there's it, it, you get interrupted a lot, a lot. Okay, so anyways, what do you want? We all want our love walk, walk to be strong. We all want to create a strong relationship with Jesus. But sometimes we want things, but we're not willing to put in the effort to get our thing, whatever it may be. So I'm thinking about it, and I'm sorry, my mind wanders to food a lot, okay? So I started thinking, like, okay, what if, what if you're out there? I know a lot of people are craving food right now. You're probably hungry. What about a cheeseburger? What if you wanted a cheeseburger? But instead of doing the normal thing, like most people would do, and don't say anything yet, what if you just went to your couch, and then you got out your phone? And then you started posting about it on Facebook, like, oh, my gosh, oh, I just want a cheeseburger right now. I'm so hungry. You can't believe how hungry I am. And an emoji of a cheeseburger. But you're like, okay, well, then, you know, me, I'm the type of person that will look at a post when someone's angry or feeling like, oh, I just feel so alone. I'm the type of person, well, go pray about it. Do something about it. You want a cheeseburger? Go get it. Come on. So, yeah, right, get in the kitchen. Go find what you got. So don't whine to the people around you, and then, but go get it. So time to figure out what you want and how to go get it. Ooh. So I'm going to get deep to start things off. But before I start things up, not too deep, I'm going to pray real quick. So just, Father God, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name, that it's going to be your words tonight, Lord. Holy Spirit, we invite you to this service. We invite you right now that it's going to be your words being spoken, not mine. We just thank you, Father God, that uh, somebody out there is going to uh, apply this to their lives. 
Maybe it's not for them, Lord. Maybe it's them to pass on to someone else. But we just thank you, Father God, for everything that you do. Thank you for High Desert Word Center. We have an awesome place to worship and hear the word. And we just give you all the thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the deep moment. I know, and by the way, i got to acknowledge one more thing. One more thing. Isn't it strange that used, I used to preach and the entire Samples family would go on vacation. And that's when I would preach. Now, like, I mean, we got... Two families of the samples here tonight. That's, that's like amazing. I don't think I ever preached in front of you, Pastor Dave. I don't think I have. Hey, it's a treat for all of us. All right, here we go. So, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. That's from a, a motivational speaker type person. Uh, his name's uh, Eric Thomas. That's from his Secrets to Success speech. So what does this have to do with uh, wanting Jesus, you may ask? Because I saw a few of you asking. I saw it. Well, it has everything to do with it. Let's hear this again, but instead of saying success, I'm going to say Jesus. So when you want Jesus as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll have Jesus. There you go. It's kind of eye-opening, isn't it? So ask yourself, how desperate are you for Jesus? Are we seeking him like a breath of of much-needed air? Like, we all need to breathe, right? It's not just a fancy name to a group. You need to breathe. It's, I mean, it's science. Okay, it's science, people. I'm no scientist, but I'm pretty sure if you don't breathe, you're not living, right? Are we seeking him like that? Are we seeking out Jesus like a fire extinguisher? We got a fire. Oh, like, oh, what do I do? Oh, there's a fire extinguisher. Put it out real quick. There's a fire I'll just go back to what I was doing. You know, I, I got another fire extinguisher nearby. I'll just go ahead and go back to what I was doing. Because that used to be me. I was the type of person that were like, okay. Oh, I mean, that's a great, you know, Jesus is cool. I mean, I went to church all my life, but I didn't really seek him out until I had a problem. And then I'm like, okay, where's my fire extinguisher? Please, God. Get me. I'm bargaining with God. I'm like, okay, get me out of this just one more time. So, God demonstrated his, like, awesome, great need. His great need was to save us. That was his need. And how did he demonstrate that need? How did he save us from an eternity in hell? Well, let's go to John 3.16. Are you going to have to? Don't even bother. If I see you open up your Bible, if you don't know John 3.16 by now, then Pastor Dave's going to have a special class for you in the parking lot. I don't know what we're going to call that class. I'm sure it's some sort of lift group. The smackdown class, Pastor Dave says. So John 3.16. Okay. And by the way, all my verses today are going to come out of the New Living Translation. So for, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Now, you know, we see in the Bible, some people got to the point where, like, okay, I need you to sacrifice your son, and then they got to there, and then they're like, oh, you can stop. God went through with it. He's like, okay, this is the only son I got, but hey, I'm going to give him to you guys, even though some of you don't appreciate it, even though some of you are going to say, hey, it's too hot to go to church tonight. Man, I went to morning service, and it was a steaming 85 degrees. Some of you are not seeking him out. 
Like, you have to breathe. Like, okay, I have to breathe. I have to go to church. Now, okay, I'll be the first to admit. I don't go to every single service. Now, I skipped last Sunday night because I took a little mini vacation. All right? But I am here because I need this place. I need to hear God's word. I need to be in my word. I actually took some advice from Pastor Dave. There he is. I wake up a whole half hour earlier now just to get some word in before I go to work. That's how I sacrificed my... I love to sleep, people. I would I would be sleeping right now if I could. Sleep and food, they're, they're like right there. I mean, if I could figure out some way to eat while I'm sleeping, I'm going to figure that out. So anyways, but he... I'm sorry. See there, I, I told Jesse it was going to be like a serious message, and I lost that. But can we even come close to showing that type of desire in seeking Jesus? I mean, I, I you know I strive for it, but most people are not even putting forth any type of effort. They're like, okay, you know, ten o'clock. It's kind of early. Oh wait, I got to go back. You mean they do prayer? I got to go to church a whole hour early to pray. There's 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 a service on Wednesday too. I just went Sunday morning. Oh, now they're having a guest speaker. Why can't he go to the Sunday morning? Now I got to go on a Friday. You know, when you look at it that way, then you know there's kind of deeper issues than you know seeking out God. You got to work on yourself first. Get yourself a foundation going to where you can seek out God. But let's go to my first point: is do you crave Him? Young or old? How often do we run through HDWC's doors, our church, ready to the front row, Bible and notebook out, ready to soak in some word and settle back? Or are you the one that's going to settle back in the back row? Or are you the one that's going to check in and be like, okay, well, it's 1030. Check in here. Let me do a quick little selfie. There's Pastor Dave up there. I was guilty of that. I was guilty of flipping through my phone during service. You know, I be like, okay, well, I'll just I'll sit in the back, you know, because no one's gonna see me flipping my phone in in the back. But <laughs> sorry, <laughs> there's a lot of us who do that. I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, you know, I, I'll, I'll, like I said, well, I, I'm, I'm sure it's the Bible app. Walt, I'm not calling you out. Walt's holding up his phone. I'm like, no, brother, I'm not calling you out. Sorry. But you gotta crave him. You gotta, you know, not just be like, oh, okay, well, I'll go. But you gotta crave him. Our desire for God's word should be so strong that we forget a meal. I mean, Pastor always tells stories of how, like, there was a season in his life where he was, like, in the word so strong and praying so much that, like, he was just losing weight because he was, like, skipping meals. We have to have our desire. Oh, wow, I got loud for a second. But we have to have our desire so strong, uh, want a relationship with Jesus, that we should even lose sleep. I mean, how many of us will we'll lose sleep over, uh, you know, what happened on our favorite show? Can you believe that? Can you believe what happened on The Bachelor? I mean, I don't know. I didn't watch that. But I mean, like, can you believe that uh, uh, Miguel didn't go out with Lupita or something? You know, I don't even know. Can you believe they, they eliminated that person from that show? It's always some sort of elimination. 
We'll lose sleep over that. I mean, the only thing that brought it up, because there's this TV show, that, and it's a really good, wholesome show, that this lady, like, lost it for a day because of what happened on The Bachelor. She was losing sleep. She called into work. She, <laughs> she was just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. But how many of us are like that for, for Jesus? I mean, like, you know, I mean, granted, you know, if we think about it, a half hour is, like, minuscule, okay? And I and in Jesus' name, I'm going to bump it up. But, you know, right now, I'm comfortable at 4.30 in the morning, 4.30 a.m. I don't wake up at 4.30 p.m. But, but we should be like that. Let's, let's look at David. And he speaks of the crave really well. He craves God. He craves, you know, his presence while he's in the wilderness of Judah. So let's go to Psalm 63. I'll throw into woo. I feel very blessed tonight because the band is like blowing right on me. And if you're in the back where I usually am, where I'm doing security, it's about 20 degrees hotter. So I'm blessed right now. So Psalm 63, one. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. Now let's remember that word thirst because I'm going to go back to it. My whole body longs for you. In this parched and weary land where there is no water. I mean, from what I think, from what I'm seeing, David really wants God, right? He's using the word earnestly, thirst. And you'll be so proud of me, guys. I actually went to the dictionary and figured out the definition. So according to Webster's Dictionary, thirst is a feeling of needing or wanting to drink something. Do you need or want God that bad? You're like, wow, you know, I just, I really need God right now. You know, it, it's Sunday and I could be moping on my couch or I can be in church hearing the word, even if it's from the scary looking bearded guy that sits in the back. Albirdo. Pastor Dave came up with a superhero name for me. It's Albirdo. One of these days, we're going to start a comic, Pastor Dave, and that's going to take off. Me and you, 60-40. But this guy had a desire. He had His thirst could only be quenched one way, and that was with God. Let's go another thing, and this, this one also touches on thirst. Let's go to Psalms 42, too. I'm loving these woos after every... Psalms 42.2 says, I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? I hope that was it. Yeah. And here's another one. Sorry. One more. Psalms 143.6. Also talking about thirst. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as a parched land thirsts for rain. Now, I thirst for rain all the time because I work at Fort Irwin. And very rarely do I get to sit in front of a fan like this. You know, so I know how it is to, to thirst out there. You know, I'm, I'm not thirsting all, always for water. I'm just thirsting for some AC. You know, I, I should replace this. I thirst for AC. Please bestow upon me some AC. But ask yourself, am I seeking Jesus like this? 
I mean, he's crying out. He's like, I just want you like that cracked up dirt needs water from, from the sky. That's how much I want you. So my second point is, can we survive without Jesus? Well, I saw a lot of heads shaking, but technically you can survive without Jesus. You can live. You can, you're born and you can, and you live whatever. You're, you're not going to live a very fulfilling life, but yes, technically, scientifically, you can live without Jesus. But that's just the physical. So, you know, I know a lot of you thought I was weird for a second when I said, yeah, you can live without Jesus. Physically, yes, you can. But we want internal life. I want my life to be good. I don't want a bunch of bumps in my road. I don't want, you know, trials to be overtaken me. You know, nothing's got to stop a trial from coming. But how prepared are for you for that when it comes? You know, it, you could either hit you and you just stand there and you're like, is that all you got, devil? Really? Is that all you got? Devil tried to hit my water this week. We came back from vacation, and my water was just trickling out of my faucet. Couldn't I mean, what was it? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Four days, people, I didn't have a shower. I was out in the wilderness. I was four days without a shower. So my body thirsts for soap and clean water, okay? So what happened? I mean... To someone, we could have freaked out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Why? It's, you know, even one of my kids was asking me, like, is God cursing us, Dad? I'm like, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's it's how we handle that. You know, the trials are going to come. I'm sorry, that was a big bunny trail right there, and you did, and you didn't know, didn't have to know that I went four days without a shower. We were camp. Okay, I should clarify. You're right, honey. My wife. Well, I was camping, okay, so I just didn't randomly pick four days and decide not to shower. <laughs> I was, I should have, I should. <laughs> we're just gonna stop right there. There's no easy transition, so we're just gonna stop. We're gonna stop. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm just paraphrasing, so we don't have to turn there. But in Genesis 2:17, God warned Adam and Eve, and said that on the day, uh, told them that the day they rejected Him, they would surely die. And as we know. They did disobey, but they didn't die physically. That was the point I was given to. I know there's a long gap in between. But yeah, Adam and Eve disobeyed God. But they didn't die like right there. They didn't drop. And, you know, we see many, many instances in the Bible where, you know, you disobey God, you go against him, and then he'll take you out. I know my, the emphasis on my snap doesn't help. There we go. Okay. But they died spiritually. Something inside them died. The spiritual life they had known, the relationship with God, the freedom to enjoy him, the innocence and purity of their soul, it was all gone. If we want eternal life, Jesus tells us one thing. Let's go to John fourteen six to find out what he's saying about that. We're doing great on time. John 14, 6. It says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody can come before the Father except through me. 
You know, when I read this, one phrase came to mind. Without Jesus, our lives are unfulfilled. And that's, that says a lot. I mean, you, you, that's where everything comes together. It's like, you know, like really, what is your life without Jesus? What are you putting before Jesus that's so much more important? I, I feel like it, it is like you, it's not like a real big sadness because, I mean, I don't know, but it's kind of you walk in this church and it's like, God, God's word is being preached here. It's not like, oh, hey, I go to this church, so I might as well say I like it. No, I really love this church. I love the, I love it when Pastor Dave preaches, when a pastor preaches, you know, Desiree, I haven't heard her preach in a long time, but when she or Jesse or anybody, we go to the men's meetings. It's like you really get filled up here. But you, 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 and then you feel like fulfilled. But then anyways, my point being is like, I get a little sad when we're like, we got a whole section not even filled. You know, people are putting what? You know, fill in the blank. You know, am I putting, you know, what's a popular show nowadays? I don't even know. Okay, I'm, gl- I'm really glad that nobody like shot out something right away. I don't know. Okay, just fill in the blank. Popular show. That's why I stayed home, because so-and-so is going to get eliminated from who knows what, okay? Or something, fill in the blank. I got sporting event. I got uh, the, you know, vacation. I got Disneyland or whatever. And I'm not saying those things are bad, because, you know, like I said, I take time out every once in a while, you know? I mean, I... Don't do it on purpose. I don't schedule my day. I'm like, okay, well, let's just go because, you know, I need a break. We're going on Wednesday. We're going, we're going to the Angel game on Wednesday because, you know, sometimes you, you need a break. No, I don't ever feel like that. Just sometimes things happen. But anyway, I'm here all the time. I, not because I want to look good in your guys' eyes because I'm in the back. Nobody knows I'm there half the time. You know, there's a, even a few new faces. I'm like, oh, hey, I haven't seen you before. You know, might be because I'm wearing my clear glasses, but it really does. It fulfills your life, and then you kind of get sad. It's like, well, why aren't more people craving Jesus like that? Uh, we're going to go to another point. And my third point is, okay, so now you know what you want. Hopefully. Now you want Jesus. Now, find some simple ways to seek him. And I wrote down just a few. Now, granted, there's, there's one way to Jesus, but there's a lot of tools to help you get to that path. Because I had to be clear about that, because I once heard a popular uh, TV talk show host that said, there's many paths to Jesus. No, there's one path to Jesus. Don't get me wrong. Don't let me confuse you. But there's many steps to getting to that path. So one step is having an effective prayer life and not just a popcorn prayer life. And what do I mean by that? Well, let's go to Matthew 7 real quick. Let's go to Matthew 7 and we're going to go, we're going to start at verse 7. Matthew 7. Verse 7 and 8 says, Keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. 
Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. So that's, that sounds like a, if you're praying like that, if you're just like, keep on. That's the word I keep like, the phrase I like seeing. Keep on. Keep on knocking. Keep on, you know, going forward. Keep on praying. That's an effective prayer life where you're like earnestly asking God for something. Just like the, the testimony that Katie, uh, shared with us. You know, you don't give up on praying for something. Even if you're not seeing a result right away, you just keep on going. I'm sure, you know, my mom, God bless her, I know she was praying for me. You know, because, I mean, granted, I wasn't that bad of a kid. I mean, I wasn't too far off, but there was a little thing where, like, hey, I kind of, I wonder about him. I wonder, wonder, wonder how it's going to turn out. And I just thank God, because I know she was praying for me, and I know somebody out there, I know my wife prays for me every morning, and I pray for her. So that gets me through the day. You know, I, someone came up to me today and was like, you know what, you, you know what, you're on my heart today, and I was praying for you. I'm like, you know what, praise God, I need that. You know, I'm never going to turn away a prayer. Popcorn prayer life is, you kind of like, you know, you know, God, I, I, you know, you're walking into a job interview. You never really have a big prayer life, and you're walking into that job interview. Oh, Father God, I hope I get this job. In Jesus' name, amen. I see a cut, you know, you ran a red light, and you see a cop behind you. Oh, Father God, please, I just hope I don't get a ticket right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, Lord, make me not slap my child so hard that I leave a mark. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm sorry, I'm not saying I beat my kids. I'm just, I don't know why that came to my mind. <laughs> oh, please. That's a popcorn prayer where you're just shooting it out. You know, pop, pop, pop. But if you're always in prayer, you know, you're always going to be covered. But you've got to have an effective prayer life. And if you don't know, well, then come on and sit down in one of these cushy maroon chairs three times a week. And they're very comfortable. And you can, if you get here early enough, you can get one of these side chairs with the fans pointed out at you. <laughs> See, these, they came early. This is the crowd that I like craved. I mean, we got word cravers here, but they also air cravers. Sabrina was here at 4.30. She was here at 4.30 seeking out that seat for the two fans. I'm sorry. But I always, you know, you covering yourself. Cover your kids in prayer. There, there's not a day that goes by that... Either me or Lear or both of us, we're praying for our kids, especially when the school year starts. You know, that's what one, it's always funny. And it, it's not funny like, you know, it's, I'm making fun of her. It's just like, it's like, you know, I think it's cute. There we go. There, I think it's cute. I think you're cute too, baby. But if I take the kids to school, she's like, did you pray over them? Because they need that. They need an effective, consistent prayer life. Because they need results. They, you know, I, I want their protection. Not just a popcorn prayer. You know, I, I hope Lily passes that math test in Jesus' name, amen. Help me pray in that effective prayer life. Please, Lord God, please let Lily get good grades this year. But another one, on how another point, a simple way to seek him is repent and change how you live your life. 
Now, seriously, I'm not even joking with you. Ten years ago, I was a mess. I really was. I was a mess. I was, you know, being a professional sinner, you know, addicted to all kinds of things. And, you know, or I watch, there goes the you knows. So, my wife and I were just having a really hard time in our marriage. And my mom, you know, she recently passed away. And I always, always remember she's the one that implanted a lot of word into me. So she implanted James 4, 7, and that was one of my favorite verses. And then, you know, as I grew and you're seeking out that word more, then I'm like, oh, James 4, 8, which is where we're at right now. James 4, 8. Come close to God and he will come close to you. But don't stop there. Here we go. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts for your loyalty divided between God and the world. So you have to wash your hands of sin. And you got to ask God for forgiveness. Repent. And then, when you do that, there's another step. Change your life. Stop sinning. You're not, you know, God's, you know, if you think about it, I, I use this illustration. I can't remember where I heard it before. I know it's not mine. I'm not going to take credit for it. But God's everywhere. God doesn't say, okay, you know, let me point this direction because no one's there. God doesn't say, you're a sinner. So I'm never going to be around you ever again. You're dead in my eyes. But what it is, is like, it's raining outside. God's holding an umbrella. And... You want to be close to God, not just because he has that, you know, he has the umbrella. That's where everything's safe. He's warm. You're still close to him. You're still, you can still see God. He's there. But do you want to be outside getting all wet or do you want to be under God's protection? Because I lived on both sides. I lived out of God's will and I lived in God's will. And I like it where I'm at right now. I like it to where, you know, granted, I'm, I, I, I still get a little high strung, you know. I mean, Katie understands that part. You know, I, I get a little high strung. I, I get, you know, maybe a little hyper sometimes, you know. But for the most part, when a crisis hits, it's like, okay, we're going to take care of it. It kind of, it's not a good situation right now, but we're going to get through it. And that's the type of life I like to leave, right? you know, where our finances are protected. You know, it's like, thank God for this church, because if I wasn't attending this church and I didn't hear Pastor Dave preach about his uh, cheeseburger testimony, then I would have never felt convicted about doing it. And then my blessings would have always been blocked somewhere, you know, because always we're, we're, we're planting seeds. Either you're planting seeds for blessing or you're planting seeds for poo-poo. I don't know. I, I was trying to think of like a good way, but I know there's a, a certain word pastor doesn't like, and I'm going to respect him and not say it. But I never thought about it before. I never thought about like, okay, well, you know what? Hey, I didn't pay for that cheeseburger. Cha-ching, I'm winning. Bonus cheeseburger. Now it's like, well, Pastor Dave gave his testimony about the cheeseburger, and then he told me about how his house flooded right after that. I want my house flooded. Here, here's a cheese, here's for the cheeseburger. Here's an extra half because, you know, I was thinking about not giving it to you. I mean, man, like, it happens with everything now. And like, I, and then 
people look at me so weird. I mean, people look at me weird, but like this, they, they actually tell me like, it was almost like, you know, there's this lady at Sequoia National Park, you know, she never saw a high five before. That was part of the inside story. Should I tell the story now? I have to now. I have to. Okay. So anyways, we're looking at a big tree. I don't know which one it was because, I mean, they're all big tree. It was, it was Sherman, the Shermanator tree. It was a big tree. I'm sorry. I, I, you know, I like nature, but it's like, oh, okay, tree. Here's another big tree. Anyways, so one of our little group members was walking up the trail, and rangers coming down the trail. Okay, so imagine that. And everybody knows the high five, right? Is there anybody in this room that doesn't know if you're, if I'm walking towards you, Austin, and I do this, what are you going to do? Exactly. Exactly, right? Okay. So they're coming towards each other, puts up his hand, and the, the ranger, like, looked in disgust at first, like, and then it changed to confusion, like, she put up her hand and was, like, confused. Like, what are you doing? What's going on? Anyways. I completely forgot my point, but I had to share that story with you. Somehow, some way, Jesus wanted that story being spoken. Amen. Man, I wish I knew what my point was now. See, that was a bunny trail that we should have let the bunny just go down by himself. So we're just, we're just going to move on. We're just going to keep on going. We're going forward. We're going forward. So another simple way of seeking out Jesus is read God's word. And I know for some people, and it's not for this crowd, that's for sure. Because seriously, if you're here on a, on a Sunday night, then you know you're part of the craving crew. But read God's word and attend church. Ooh. I had this point down here, but I really feel like this, this belongs up here. But just showing up is not going to save you. And I used to think that. I really did. I'll be really honest with you. I just really thought, in my beginning relationship with God 10 years ago, I really thought just showing up, that was enough. I didn't even have to cry. I don't even think I owned a Bible till about, you know, my third year coming here. I'll be honest with you there, too. I'm... The whole closet's being opened and cleared out right now. I really, you know, but that's, that's, I don't even know. I I can't even think of the fraction to put on that. It's so minuscule on to your salvation of actually showing up. And I do. I see a lot of people think, you know, it just shows up. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not, you know, stepping on toes on purpose. But it's like, it's not going to save you just showing up. You really got to put forth some effort. You know, like I tell my kids, you're going to do something, you do it 100%. So let's go to Psalms 119. Psalms 119, we're going to start at verse 10. And that says, I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. But you got you got to try hard to find him. I mean, you know, if you're consistent, it's not going to be hard. Something out of the ordinary, something out of your comfort zone always is hard. I remember the first time 
I ever stood up here. That was hard. Because I'm like, I, I barely talked to my wife and kids, let alone get up in front of the church and start preaching. I remember when Pastor Dave was like, okay, here's the keys to the youth group. I'm moving to Indiana now. Bye. That was hard. I, it was hard because Pastor Dave left so quick. I didn't have enough time to like, you know, why did you do this to me? Why? But I like Pastor Flores. If we, you everybody know who Pastor Flores is? Okay, so he said once, and actually said it when he preached here. He said, don't just be a church attender, but be a Jesus believer. So it's not going to save you just by, you know, showing up and sitting down and getting comfortable. You know, participate and, and have an active, effective life with Jesus. I always thought, I always thought that you would, you'd, you would just show up to church and then magically, like, the change would happen. You know, you, you have to have effective 100% effort into every single step that you do. You know, it's, it's hard work, but you have to stay consistent at it. You, you know, I, I, man, it's a good thing you're here tonight, Pastor Dave, because I'm throwing all kinds of stuff at you. Pastor Dave also said once, about tithing. You know, you can't just tithe for a week and then expect everything in your financial life to fall into place. You know, and that's yet another mistake I fell into. I'm like, okay, well, I tithed last week, and then now uh, I'm, my job is compromised. Well, you know, what's going on, you know? you you got to be consistent at it. you got to be like, okay, well, you know what? Put your priorities first. So I put my tithing as my financial priority first. So I might be cutting this a little close, a little uh, short tonight, but I'm going to close with one more verse, and that's Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. And I like this because it shows that, you know, we're a family. We're a church family. We should motivate each other. And we do. Just like the person that came up to me this morning, you know, just out of the blue. was like, you know what? God put you on my heart and I prayed for you. Most people, you know, when you get that little, um, you know, the movie screen that is your brain and someone's face comes across it, you're like, okay, that's weird. That's God putting someone on your heart. And you should, and, and don't ever, you know, I'm not ordering people around, but this is just simple tips in my life. When you say, hey, you know what? Oh, you're going through that, and I'll pray for you. No, don't do that. Actually, pray for them right there. That, that, that was a big mistake for my part. Be like, oh, you're sick. Oh, your arm's broken. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to pray for you, okay? No, you go pray for them right now. So, anyways, Hebrews 10:24. Let us think of ways to motivate one another. To acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So we, we got to get, basically, you got to get serious about God right now. It really isn't a game. You know, we can have, you can still have fun. You're not losing your identity by... By being a hardcore 100% Christian. 
you know, because I'm still goofy. You know, I, I'm still a big old nerd. I, you know, those of you who really know me know that I'm hardcore with Star Wars. You know, that's, you don't got to lose your life. You know, fun doesn't end once you say, okay, Jesus, you know, you're in my heart now. I surrender everything to you. And that's what a lot of people will do. They'll be like, oh, man, you know, it's, you, I got to sit in that hot building for an hour and a half. What, you kidding me? I could be at home in the A.C., well, I could be at home in the AC, but then when a trial hits my marriage, I'm not going to know how to fight it. I'm going to, I'm going to be, you know, it's like trying, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example, and it doesn't apply to my life, but say you exercise. There's exercisers out there, right? And you can't go on an empty stomach. You can't go work out on an empty stomach. Say you, you know, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and you haven't ate nothing all day long, and then you're going to go side to work out. You can't do it. You can't, you know, uh, just like I can't run without caffeine in the morning. It's just simple. You don't want to see me without caffeine. Well, I'm not, let me change that. I'm not grumpy without caffeine. I'm just not very productive without caffeine. There. I, I guess what you, to sum up everything right now, and this really, really is, I promise, this is my final point, is that. You should seek out ways. You should strive and, and claw and work as hard as you ever could to, to get your relationship with Jesus strong. Don't let an excuse get in your way. Don't say, oh, well, it's too hot. Because then if you're that person that says, I can't go to church because it's too hot, then you're going to be that same person that says, I can't go because it's too cold. Or I can't go because it's rainy. Or I can't go because uh, Aunt Susie's in town. Invite Aunt Susie to church. You know, oh, well, you know what? You're going to the movies. Well, see if you can postpone it till Monday. And I know we're coming to an abrupt stop, but that's all I got. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org.